Welcome to the ASC podcast, Cytopath Pod. Join special guests to highlight ASC activities in cytopathology education, advocacy, and research. everyone. Welcome today's, to today's ASC podcast. My name is Dr. Bamert, and I am a member of the ASC Research and Current Concepts Committee. Today, I have the privilege of talking with one of the winners of the IAC ASC Quality Improvement in Cytology Abstract Award, Dr. Zhao. I want to start out by congratulating you and your team on being the recipient of this incredible award. I wondered if you'd introduce yourself to our audience and share the title and a brief summary of your project. Thank you so much, Dr. Bamard. It's such a pleasure to be here. My name is Xiaofeng Zhao. I'm a, right now, I'm assistant professor at Cooper University Hospital in New Jersey. I complete my residency at Temple University Hospital, followed by surgical pathology at UPenn and cytopathology uh, fellowship at MSK. So this this is my first year and the first year is almost over. <laughs> so um, I did my work at MSK. I'm really happy to talk to you guys about it. So basically our project is about a comparison of low cost phantoms for ultrasound guided bionidal aspiration biopsy training. Basically in the work, we described several self-made or homemade phantom models that could be used as alternative to the commercial phantom. Um, we provided very detailed recipes and instructions, so it's very easy to follow for everyone. We then evaluated and compared the features and performance of these models, you know, as well as the commercial phantom in finite aspiration training. Then we talked about the pros and cons of each of these phantoms. So overall, we provided a relatively comprehensive and practical review on the self-made phantoms, basically most of them available right now for people who are looking for more options when they are choosing phantoms for FNA um, training. Great. And so um, what motivated your team to work on this project? Well, it all started from a very casual conversation when I had with Dr. Ying when I started my cytopathology fellowship training at MSK. So one day on a clinical day, we we, we were at the clinic, um, clinics and uh, we kind of talked about the phantom that we had at MSK. I sort of complained, you know, there are so many tracking marks in the commercial phantom. You know, why don't we get another one? <laughs> and Dr. Ying was like, do you know how much it costs? And then I did a little bit of research on it and found out it costs about several hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. That really surprised me. And then Dr. Ying was like, you know what? You can make these yourself. I was like, what? I make phantoms for myself? And she said, yeah, there are actually uh, phantom models available, you know, with recipes, um, with prior studies, you know, maybe we can look into it and do a small project on it. I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. So it all started from there. <laughs> that is great. Um, yeah, so when I um, look at the prior literature's reviews on these phantoms, I realized that, you know, actually most of them were made for phlegotomy. Phlebotomy, so not mm -hmm. really for fine needle aspiration, and also the recipes were just all over the place. You know, the um, some with the gelatin, for example, the gelatin gel. Some some of them saying that you know it's one to two ratio. Some of them saying it's one to twenty. You know, it's such a 
wide range. So, and also they were using a lot of additives like a start cornstarch. Um, so we were thinking we want to provide something really simple and easy to use for our, you know, FNA training fellows or residents. I loved it. I loved it. And that was one of the things that I really liked about your um, project is that it is something that I think is scalable and could be used by multiple programs. And so I was um, kind of asking you offline, um, you know, who created the phantoms then? So it was me and Dr. Ying. Oh, I have to give Dr. Ying most of the credits. <laughs> you know, we did some research, got some idea, you know, what kind of phantom models that we are going to use um, some for some commercial, you know, for some of them that we can buy commercially, like chicken breast and tofu, obviously you can just got them from the uh, grocery store. And for the gelatin phantom, which we really love, and it's very, very practical and useful to use in FNA, um, you know, training. Um, there were studies on it, and we actually did a little bit of testing on it. So because the recipe from the prior literature, um, they showed recipes, you know, very, with very wide range. We actually tested a range from one to two to one to 20, just to check first which one will work the best. And so eventually we picked the one to eight and one to 10, which, you know, appear to be the best of the uh, choices and start with them with there and compare with other phantoms. Very good. And you said um, for your casting trays, then you just found um, materials that might be in anyone's home or laboratory. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. You can use any plasticware um, that we have. Um, typically, it's a tapware, you know, tap top. How to say it? Tap tapware plastic boxes. Oh, right? like a Tupperware, Tupperware type thing. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and and I noticed too um, that in your on your poster, some of the gelatin um, or some of the phantom molds were clear, where you could actually see the target, but some of them were colored. So, um, how did you? How did you achieve that? How did you make some of the molds colored? And I guess for those of us that are not um, proficient with ultrasound biopsies, why did you make some of the molds colored? So the gelatin that we purchased from the grocery store is colorless, meaning that when you make the gelatin phantom with it, it's, um, it's colorless. You can see through the gelatin phantom. Um, so you can see the target with your naked eye. That is perfect for the beginners who are starting their funnel aspiration training. So you can sort of guide yourself with your vision um, when you place the probe and the needle in it. So after getting some experience, you can actually use food colors that you can get from the grocery store. You can you know, add different colors, any color that you wish, green, blue, orange. So that will sort of make the targets invisible to your naked eye. So now you can use, try to train yourself using the ultrasound probe to locate the targets and place your needle um, in it. So that way, I think it will make you more familiar with the real situation that you're using ultrasound guided FNA. And uh, it's, it should work perfectly for, you know, um, some trainees with a little bit more gain experience. Yeah, I loved that. I That was one of my favorite um, components of your phantoms that you made. So did Thank you, you encounter any surprises then with this project? Surprises? Um, 
Well, I guess I, I want to talk about some, you know, the challenge, sort of a challenge when I when we did the project. Um, I guess the biggest challenge is that there's almost impossible to do this study in a blinded way. You know, you have to show the participants um, the fountain that you're going to test, they are going to see it and feel it. And um, so it's sort of a subjective opinion instead of object objective opinion. And when you collect the data, you do what we do try to um, make it some somehow standardized and quantified. So um, we were, so we sort of figured out a system or standard to um, asking people their opinions on specific features of this quantum, like haptic features or echogenic features. So somehow we are hoping that in this way, we could somehow standardize or um, quantify the features of the quantum. And of course, this is not a one-time thing. You know, we try to create a questionnaire for the first time for the participant to try it out. And then when we get the uh, feedback, we thought more about it, so we revised, sort of revised or modified our questionnaire, and we had to ask the participants to do it more than once, unfortunately. And we had a very busy clinic um, at MSK uh, at the eight days, so all the participants sort of had to use their sp spare time to do it for us. So I'm really um, grateful and appreciate all the great effort that they contributed to this project. Wonderful. Well, one of the things that I really like about your project is that I do think it's scalable. And again, I do think it translates over into, you know, cytopathology training programs, maybe ultrasonography training programs, maybe even the cytology program as we move to the master's level. So I, I think it's something that's affordable, scalable. I loved it. Um, what are your future plans then or future directions for this type of work? Or are you, is, is this kind of finished? You said it's kind of, something that you have to, um, you know, continuously work on or try um, try to do these? Are you guys going to implement this into your laboratory? Uh, yeah, so now, since now I'm at a new institution, I have new colleagues and new residents coming. So hopefully I can get more data points, you know, by having more participants in this, um, in this work. And also I'm thinking that, um, maybe I'll try to find ways to sort of revise and modify recipes on some of the quantums, particularly the gelatin quantum. It's awesome, it works beautifully, but the drawback of, of this quantum is that it doesn't last very long. It's about like a week. Um, so I'm thinking maybe I can find some ways to put in maybe use ad additives to make it last longer. That would be perfect for our further um, future practice <laughs> or training. I agree. I agree. So what advice do you have for other scientists or practitioners um, who, are, who are working on um, different projects and thinking about submitting their work to the ASC? Um, I guess, you know, you, no project is too small. You know, this pro our project is sort of small. small. It doesn't, you know, have the, all the uh, fancy elements right now. Like it doesn't have involved artificial intelligence or <laughs> digital pathology. But I want to encourage everyone that once you have some idea, don't get distracted and don't get intimidated. Just show your passion to set a pathology or pathology. You know, you'll be recognized for your work. 
Oh, that's wonderful, wonderful advice. And I agree. You know, I think even small projects have the ability to make a big impact out there in our field. So, well, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today and for um, sharing your incredible phantom project. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate having the opportunity to talk with you today. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and it was fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CytopathPod. You can reach ASC on Twitter at Cytopathology or via email at asc at cytopathology.org.